0: I'm your host, Lou Carter, founder of Most Loved Workplace. The Leader Show brings together executives and leading thinkers to bring into focus our collective purpose and passion for what we do and where we do it. The search for occupational fulfillment, happiness, pride, and passion starts here. It's great to be here today with John, Jonathan Newman from who's a CEO, founder of Sweetgreen, a wonderful place where to talk about the not only sustainability and wonderful parts of how he's created this ecosystem of capitalism gone right, but really learn about how he's developed it and how it's helped really define the way we have a relationship with food. Jonathan, welcome today.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. An honor to be here.
0: It's great to have you too, and, and congratulations on becoming a Most Loved Workplace.
1: Thank you. It's one of our proudest achievements, um, and it's something that we, we focus on so much and it's so important to us, and so it was re- really quite an honor to be included.
0: Tell me more about, so just you know, firstly, what makes you a Most Loved Workplace? Tell me more about you know, what, what your culture is all about and what that makes and fosters to become a Most Loved Workplace.
1: Yeah, I think for us, it really starts with our mission. When we started the company 15 years ago, we set out with our mission, which, we, which is to build healthier communities by connecting people to real food. And our vision is to redefine fast food. When you think about the food system today, we believe that it's broken. And you look at the number of people in this world and the Americans every day that eat fast food, it's, it will kind of blow your mind. 85 million Americans eat fast food every single day. And we again believe that system is broken, and we can be part of that solution—not not the only one, but just a part of leading change around people's relationship to food. And so I think, you know, being a most loved workplace, when we talk to our team members, what really resonates with them first and foremost is working for a company that has a strong purpose and lives by these strong values. That is, I think that that is like the the big thing that differentiates us, and it really defines our culture. Beyond that, I think we have a very people-first approach to taking care, of our, taking care of our team members. And it starts with one of our leadership principles, which is obsess over the team member experience. And we run every decision through that filter. So there may be things that make sense for the customer, but not the team member. And we really make sure to balance all of our interests and take care of that team member. And to your point on capitalism, we don't do that. I mean, we do that out of the goodness of our hearts, but also because it's good business. And we know that our experience to our customer can only be as good as the experience of our team members and that frontline employees. So we focus really hard on defining, you know, what that role is, how to make it better, including the wages and benefits and other things that we offer. So it's, you know, to, to sum it up, it's, it's the mission, it's the, it's the approach to putting our team member first. And then of course, all the things that we give, you know, our team members from competitive wages, Best in class benefits, including medical, dental, vision. We do 401k matching, paid time off, five months of paid parental leave for all of our team members. Awesome recognition program, and something that I'm super proud of is every single manager in our a manager of our restaurants, which is what we call a head coach, has equity, has stock in the company. The last thing I'll say on that is right before uh, you know, Sweetgreen went public. Uh, last November. And, you know, another leadership principle we have is act like an owner. And we wanted to make that super real. And so we actually gave stock, we, we gave a stock grant to every single employee working at the company at that time. So now that idea of act like an owner was you are an owner. And it's something that we're super proud of. So just another example of the ways you know, we put our team members first, and that helps us win as a company.
0: And it goes straight to your values and philosophy of win-win-win and how you set up this wonderful ecosystem of customers, company, community. And uh, it's not only a food ecosystem of healthy food and our relationship with food, it's also a healthy ecosystem for capitalism.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you touched you touched on another one of our core values, which is win-win-win. Is and which is creating solutions where the customer, the community, and the company win, and we think that this, you know, this approach, to conscious capitalism or this triple bottom line, is a much more sustainable approach to doing business. And again, we don't do it just because it's great for our communities or great for our cut, you know, customers. We believe it's great business sense if done right. It takes, I think, some creativity and finding that those creative, you know, solutions. But we found a lot of success in places where places where we've been able to invest in our team members and in our employees in ways that many other companies would have viewed as a cost center. We viewed it as an investment and have seen the ROI on these things. Especially, and I think what allows us to do this is we take a very long term view. You know, we say you know Green is a multi generational company. And really just getting started, you know, we have 150, just over 150 restaurants around the country and the opportunity is massive. And so we're laying the foundation here to redefine fast food and be the the iconic food brand of our generation.
0: You know, let's talk about I mean, you have giving away equity and having a uh founder's mindset is, is, is incredible. Founders and specifically owner's mindset is incredible, right? Being an owner, because when you're an owner, you, you truly feel like it's part of your family, like you said, and it's generational. And you give that away. It's part of not only sustainability, but legacy. So what is that feeling like that you have and that you can, you foster when you walk into a restaurant or you are with other executives? Like, is it palpable? Can you actually you can kind of measure it, see it? Like what is it like to be that employee?
1: You know, I think when I when I think about the opportunity at Sweet Green, I, I think that to your point, there's the opportunity we have around building healthier communities and the connection to real food that we're creating and helping people on that food journey, that nutrition and health journey, which is a huge, you know, huge part of what we do. But the second part of what we do that gets us really excited. Is the opportunity we're creating for our team members? I'll tell you, our, our COO Chris Carr, you know what he'll tell you is his, you know, typically a COO is a chief operating officer. He calls himself the chief opportunity officer, and the reason is is the success of Sweetgreen comes directly from the success of our ability to develop talent to grow. And I think what's really un- where we, we're uniquely positioned. I think the service industry and the restaurant industry is uniquely positioned it's one of the only places you can start without college degree or a lot of previous experience. And you can start working at Sweetgreen and within three years, be running your own restaurant, making approximately six figures. So it's it's a true pathway to the middle class. And then you layer on things like equity and the understanding of how equity works and the, the power of compounding capital that not only are we teaching them Kitchen skills and leadership skills, but we're teaching life skills, and I think that's something that we get really excited about: is how do we invest in our people, not just as as leaders running restaurants, but as as full human beings that can that can live greater lives.
0: Hmm. Sounds like that next level of education that nobody gets in college and uh, you know, the accounting, how we manage our money, how we lead others, ourselves, uh, stay you know so say disciplined in our work. We don't teach that right necessarily in college. You're that next level of education, really. It's it seems. That's
1: yeah, that and that's for us again, that 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 is part of our flywheel. The more we invest in that team member, the better we can create this development path of growing talent internally. Not we I mean we have data to prove that it makes our business better, our customers are happier, but what a cool opportunity to be able to to lift up so many people. You know, we're opening so many new restaurants across the country and we're going to accelerate this so there's so many more opportunities for team members to grow into assistant coaches, assistant coaches to become head coaches and head coaches to kind of grow, grow and run you know markets and regions and we've seen you know in the past 15 years so many of these success stories already. And it's one of the things that I get most excited about our opportunity is to continue to create these opportunities for our team members.
0: Let's say I'm I'm a young professional. I want to uh, join a company. I'm interested in the hospitality industry and uh, retail industry and restaurant industry. Right. And I say to myself, well, what a wonderful, what do I look for opportunities? You know, and I would think as a young professional, you, you would look to you. (laughs) <laughs> As a young professional, because you have this path that's very clear and you know how to get you would be taught really and you develop yourself to get there. Is that something that's you're right. seeing in sweet green? Is that something that am I properly mirroring it in that way? For
1: yeah, that's 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 exactly right. You know, for us, especially in today's job environment, there's a lot of jobs that you can do, especially in like an independent contractor. To, to get you know to make money. but I think what what makes us different is that opportunity and that path. And we find the you know the employees, the team members that do great here are ones that are connected to our mission, so come for a greater purpose and want to grow. And when you combine those two, something really powerful happens. and, and so that's that's really where we're focused as a company.
0: Outstanding. And you're so it, let's talk about other sort of um, other sort of people, other people who want to come in at different levels. Right. What are what are their motivations when they, they come in and and when they do get their kind of, you know, how do they not just stay, but really thrive? What, what other levels are there?
1: Well, you know, at sweet green, we have about over 5000 team members across our restaurants. Uh, and really, the, you know, the focus for us is the frontline team member, our head coach and the people that are serving our guests. Of course, we, we do have a support center. That helps support our restaurants, helps build new restaurants, builds the technology to improve the experience, you know, runs our supply chain and all of, all of that. So we do also have a you know, huge focus on the support center team as well, which is just over 300 team members at our support center distributed around the country. You know, I think one, some of the things that, that they get excited about, again, is the mission and the opportunity to change the food system. It's the opportunity to work for a really fast growing brand you know, we're growing at a really rapid clip. And when you're growing this fast, you're learning a lot. I think the other piece is the innovation cadence. You know, I think the world is changing really fast. And sweet green has really positioned ourselves as a category leader in this space. And so the investments we've made around technology, around food, around kind of defining a brand in a different type of way, I think people get really excited about working for for a company that is disrupting its space, so I think that's the other piece, especially at the support center. I mean, across across the, really across the company, where people get excited working for a company that's innovating and disrupting and not doing things the way they used to be done.
0: You're the SpaceX of of restaurant chains, you say, and uh, <laughs> which is really that you know people people want to work for. The best disruptive industries, the coolest, and you know, y- you can get equity there too. It's not just yeah. a Starbucks, you know. You know, it's not just Starbucks. We're going to you, which has equity, same structure, same ownership mentality. Yet you're changing the the industry and the world. So you have this. You've kind of leveled up. You know the yeah, whole industry. So early,
1: you know, we're we're at 150. You know, if I told you, you had the opportunity to join a company like Starbucks at 150 restaurants. And what you would learn on your way to to, you know the thing over twenty thousand or thirty thousand they have today, what what that journey would be like. And so you know I remind our team all the time that we're really at the you know at the top of the first inning here, like we're we're just getting started. It's been fifteen years, but the opportunity ahead we've just you know we've just been laying the groundwork, the infrastructure, building the brand, the technology, the team, and the culture and the supply chain. But we're at this amazing inflection point now where we get to take the sweet green experience and this philosophy and core values and principles and expand it across the country and, and eventually across the globe. And that that's going to create a lot of opportunities for our team members, a lot of challenges and problems to solve. And I think that's uh, for me, that's super exciting. It's, you know, I can do this for the rest of my life and continuing to, to, to solve this problem. And I think a lot of other people are excited by that as well.
0: Wow, that that said a lot there. I mean, a lot because a lot of entrepreneurs say, yeah, that's it. You know, I I'm, I'm going to finish this, I'm going to go on to the next thing. You're saying something very different. You're saying you've dedicated your life to it. You de- you're going to have a, tr- a career trajectory with your company and grow it. You know, a lot like Schultz did, right? Uh, and Howard Buhar right. They weren't in it to just create and leave. They were in it because they love community, right? And you similarly for your ecosystem, for conscious capitalism, for enabling a new way of being in restaurants that enables this kind of growth for employees. I mean, it's it's part of you, who you are as Jonathan Neiman. Absolutely. I mean, this is
1: for me, I believe is part of my personal purpose, which is really redefining fast food and creating access to healthy food across the world, but also to our earlier points around kind of establishing or helping be part of establishing a different model of capitalism. You know, I do believe in today capitalism is under attack and I understand why it is. And I think there needs to be a new paradigm of companies that shows that, you know, capitalism can work with this win-win-win approach. And so for us, for me, and that, you know, it's, it's, it's twofold. And of course, having fun along the way, one of the things that, you know, I've learned a lot from is I, I started this company with my two of my best friends. Um, We still share an office today. My, my you know, Nicholas, Jemai, and Nathaniel Rue. We still share an office today. We lead the company together, and I've learned so much about partnership and team building through that relationship because we have this this team between the three of us of no ego, high trust, aligned purpose, and just true commitment. And you know, some those are some of the elements that we make sure to infuse across the rest of the company and use as a model. On defining our culture, and so having fun along the way, doing it with people you like is also is also an important part of this because it's you know we spend most of our waking hours working.
0: I couldn't agree more. That's right. I mean, and you know, the, knowing that you know, that kind of deep triumvirate trust that you have—that's really what you have—is what you want for everyone. It doesn't come overnight, right? You can't just recruit and then say that's going to happen. It takes a lot of work. Daily repetition, trust building, opportunities, people, you know, feeling success. And I've always said that the, the sooner you can help someone feel success is when they'll become a true believer in your work.
1: Yeah. Well said. Uh, well said. I think, I think that those quick wins and, and early success is important. You know, for us, the, the word that comes to mind is intentionality around culture. You know, how do we, I think culture doesn't just happen naturally. You know, it's this ambiguous thing that kind of encompasses everything, but so much of our job as leaders is creating that sandbox and that environment for people to do their best work. And I think the best, you know, the, the greatest companies, if you think about the companies that have been most successful, it's not just that they've found like a product that works, they found a way of working that defines them a way of communicating, a way of making decisions. And I think how as leaders, our job is equally as important of like running the business and setting the vision long-term strategy, but it's this, it's the intentionality around how we treat each other, how we make decisions and how we work that really defines us. And so we spend a lot of, I mean, from the very beginning, you know, we spend a lot of time on these kind of philosophical elements of like, what do we want to be, how do we want to act? and i think that's gone a long way and you know it creates a common language so our leadership principles and our core values create this common language and you can go speak to any of our team members and they will talk about these things that we believe in it's why and it's how we attract people but it's also how we reward people based off of this this common rubric
0: and we need that today there there's so many questions around our language and what we say and a lot of people don't feel safe talking anymore. So what you've done is create a new culture where people feel safe talking within your construct. You mentioned a global expansion. Wow, what a way yeah. to expand globally is by creating a common lexicon, lexicon, really a common language for everyone across the globe. Maybe there's some differences in translation. However, when the language is core and true and sort of ethically and values sound, it resonates everywhere. It becomes music.
1: That's right. You know, we, we always, when we started, we remember, you know, we, we, we experienced firsthand. We used to run the restaurants ourselves, of course, when we had the first restaurant, the second, the third, up until, you know, the first 10, we were in the restaurants, fully running them, doing, you know, doing everything, making the food. And it got to this point where we're like, well, we can't be everywhere. We're not going to be able to make every decision. And so how do we create how do we use this intentional approach to creating constructs where we will all make that, you know, the right decision without these rules? So this freedom within a framework, call it where and these things have these creative tensions, intention, again, intentionally that empower our team members to do their best work.
0: And you're, you're talking about scalability now, really, you know, if we look at the NBA term scalability you've taken scalability and brought it to an art form you're talking about really connecting scalability to values to behavior you know to these kind of they're much larger and metaphysical in in in, in the context. Yeah. one of
1: those principles as an example is balancing art and science so at we agree we believe that you know as a brand we have to be equally as good on the art side and think of the art as the philo- philosophical the culture the taste of the food, the brand, all of the more emotive things, call it more of the right brain or emotive qualities of the company, whether that be on the consumer experience side or the company culture side. And we have to be good on the science, right? So the science being, you know, on the team member, how do we pay them? You know, what are the structures? What's the technology stack look like? How are we usually leveraging data? And we believe that really this applies, I think, most to consumer brands, but probably a lot, you know, a lot of companies having that balance of the, the art and the science is something that uh, we think defines us as a company. And so there's, there's another example of, you know, combining the philosophical with the, you know, more system, system and structure and infrastructure to really lead us to that true scalability.
0: Outstanding. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. And learning with you about how really you stand out in this industry and how you'll continue to grow and you're on this growth trajectory it's really awesome to be with you, oh, thank, you. Yeah, thank
1: you so much again such an such an honor to be here this has been such a such an amazing honor for us and something that we've been really proud to celebrate with our teams and so we really appreciate the acknowledgement and You know, we hope to continue to live, live those values. And over time, we'd like to be number one on the most loved workplace.
0: Well, it's certainly an honor honor and, and, and pleasure talking with you today.
1: Oh, thank you.